Welcome everyone. We're about to begin with Hashem. BPJ number 77. That's Vice Primi. Joint share, share number 77. We started in the last year talking about the Chazal that says, Barasi Yitzhahara, Barasi Loitara Tavlin. I created the Yitzhahara and I created Tyra as his anecdote, but we explained that it really means it's spice, it's to enhance it. And we're going to go further with that theme. Usually, the Yitzhahara, when described, is considered evil, forbidden. And there is a Chazal in Kedushin Daflamadam Abayz that seems to say that way clearly. Kasha hiya Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara is very difficult. Shafila boirai kara ra. That even its creator calls it evil. Like it says, ki Yitzhahara adam ra urav. So this Chazal clearly says the Yitzhahara is ra, evil. But again, that's why you need a Rebbe. Because together with this Chazal that calls the Yitzhahara evil, purely evil, it's problematic because you have equal number and many Chazals that say not like that, that make this Chazal hard to understand. For example, in Bereshis Rabbah, Parak Tess, par, uh, par, you know, the Pisca of uh, number seven, Hashem saw, Vayar Hashem is called Asha he saw everything that he made, it was very good. So it says there, when it says it's good, it's the Yetzatayv. Toiv ma'oid, very good, that's the Yetzahara. Is the Yetzahara then very good? That's amazing, astonishing. But the Barashas Rabbah says that this teaches you that if it would not be for the Yetzahara, no person would build a home, or marry, or have children, or engage in business. So it's very good. We went through a michta from the Pachad Elio, Pachad Yitzchak rather, that describes the Yetzahara in a person is as good news because it says Vehine Taimaid Zeh Yetzahara. The Gemari Shami Brachis Paraktes Halacha Hey that Avram made his Yetzahara good. Doesn't say he killed it; he transformed it for good. Gemara Brachis the Yoshami Brachis there as well says that. Plural, all your hearts means both your inclinations, the Yetzatayv and the Yetzahara. So you see from this, from so many Chazals spread out through the Gemara and through the Chazals, that it's not just evil per se like that one Chazal. We have to understand when to use that context. But it's overall uh, Yetzer that could be directed and should be directed and meant to be directed for good. So the idea is, is that the Yetzar comes in different forms. The way the Ravram, the son of the Ram, Rambam, says, he says that the Yetzar Taiv is the intellect, the mind. Yetzar is the bodily desires. We have also someone of Mendel Weinbach, he, he writes that the Yetzar of one's desires and one's animalistic drives and instincts that's undisciplined by the intellect. That's what the Yetzahara is. So basically, Yetzahara is associated with a person's drive for unrestrained expression. 
That's when it's ra, when it is indeed unrestrained. And the Yetzirahara is the source of drive for all types of satisfactions. It's the source of the drive for physical desire such as self-preservation, food, shelter, and sexual gratification. And as a spice to the Yetzirahara, the Torah shapes and directs this raw, undisciplined, impulsive, instinctive desire and transforms it into energy to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with. And the Rabbein Yoyna says in Shara Avayda that you shall vahafta, you shall love God, but it says with all your hearts, v'chol levavecha. And the Gemara, Brachis, Parakhtas says, b'shnei yitzarecha. You have to serve him with both your inclinations. And the Yitzhara consists of things that the body enjoys and craves, and one needs to accept upon himself to use even them, those bodily desires, for the service of serving Hashem. The Yitzhah means good. Yitzhah, we teach, means evil, but it's not evil according to many Mepharshim. It's the tendency for evil. doesn't mean absolute evil, but the tendency towards doing bad things. It's brought down that Hashem created a human betzalmoi in his image so that a person has the ability to be righteous like a Kaddish Baruch Hu is. So there's a Gemara, there's a Medrash Tanchuma in Bereshis, Parag Zion, that talks about it. People complain, why did you create a Yetzirah in us? Why did you do that? Who can make it good? And Hashem answers back, you made it bad, you made it evil. But then you'll say, well, no one could help themselves from becoming corrupted. Hashem says again, no, you made it evil. There are many things in the world, the Medrash Tanchuma says, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to us, there are many things in the world that are harder and more bitter than the Yetzirah, and yet you're sweet in them. I think one of them is something called Termusim, you have to soak seven, seven times in order for the bitter thing to become sweet. And if you could sweeten for the needs of those bitter things that I created, how much more so can you create and sweeten the Yetzirah, which is delivered in your hands, that you could control? The Vilna Goyen, in Biuri Agodais Tabrachais, says that every act of creation, including the Yetzirah, is good, is taiv. The Yetzirah helps the tzaddikim, helps the righteous, and the essence of their service of Hashem is known through the Yetzirah that they have in the way they channeled it. In Evan Shlema, which is also from the Gra, Parak Dalit says that the essence of serving HaKadosh Baruch Hu is through the Yetzirah. Medrash Tehillim. I will thank Hashem with all my heart. It's in Tehillim. Tess. Oit Hashem Bechol Libi. It means with the Yetzirah and the Yetzirah. The Goran Mishlei explains that the various physical desires are necessary for the service of Hashem and for the maintenance of the body. And one must subdue it but not destroy it. One must rule over the physical desires and use them for those things that are necessary and subdue them and refrain from excesses. Basically, the drives of men vary. And there's impulsive action, and there's deliberate action. Impulsive means a reaction which gives them full autonomy, these desires, that the intellect doesn't stop it, and this is not healthy, while deliberate reaction is when it's examined before a decision is made. 
So the idea is, is that the Yetzirah itself, in its full impulsivity, could be Ra, but when you channel it and make it deciding and weighing it, then it becomes a Tavlin. The Torah makes it into a Tavlin as a spice to, to react in a healthy way. So we see from here that a Yetzirah is often described as the instinctive physical drives, and Torah is the spice so that these desires should become agreeable and healthy. And part of this is Pruervu, having children. It says, Hashem, He didn't create it for no reason. He created it to be inhabited. That's Yeshaya, Perak The world was only created for Pruervu. That's Yerushalmi in Gitten. Perak Dalit, Halacha He. Rav Oven says that Hashem cherishes the mitzvah pruavu of having children more than the base Amigdash. And that's because it says um, that they were a month in, in, in Levanain and two months at home. This is from the Gemara Yushalmi Ksubis Perak He. Pnei explains they were allowed to be in, Lev- in, in Lebanon for one month, but in home for two months. That means it was more important to be at home and establish that connection. And again, one of the main things they're going to ask, Lasid Lavik in Shabbos Lamad Alpha and Alpha, is were you Isaac in Pruravu? And when it says in Lovan Garti, that Yaakov said, I lived with Avram, with Lovan rather, in Lovan's Gematria and Vitayag Mitzvah Shamarti. Garti is Taryag. That I lived with the Russia Lovan and still guarded the 613 mitzvahs. Because he says that the commandment of having children is equal in importance to ha- all the 630 commandments. And because Yaakovinu had most of his children when he lived in Lovan's house, that's what he meant with Tayag Mitzvah Shamarti, all Tayag Mitzvahs in essence, but Pruvu, which is the Shirish and, and of that as well. So you see here this mitzvah approval. But what's the Chiddush in the Torah is, is that many make the mistake and say that the sole reason HaKadosh Baruch created within humanity the desire for sexual intimacy is, is to ensure the propagation of the human race, to have children, and to allow Dairais to flow. So they hold that the Torah laws that allow and promote marital intimacy is only, only in order to encourage a high Jewish birth rate. That's the only reason. And any use of intimacy other than that, which does not lead to having children, such as when one is pregnant and so on, that's degraded and that's corrupt, since sex, by definition, is inherently evil and degraded. And the only redeeming quality of sexual intimacy is to ensure the propagation of the human race and Am Yisrael. And therefore, everything is looked at as a very uneasy alliance with sexuality. The Torah's permission, they feel, for marital intimacy, the Torah's permission is at best an uneasy compromise. Nebuch, you have to have sex in the world, to have children, but we have to limit it as much as possible because it only causes trouble. And it's seen like the Torah is like disdaining it. But it's the complete opposite. It's, the, it's an error, a complete error. 
People think that because there's such strict Nida laws, we're really bashing sexuality. Couldn't be in, any further than the truth. Therefore, to understand that this line of thinking is, even if you find some type of Makar, it's only for Yechidim, not for the Am. And a lot of it is non-Jewish. Because one needs to understand the terrorist perspective is that although procreation, having children, is a very important reason why Hashem designed the sexual intimacy to take place, and the terrorist permission and encouragement of it, but it's still not the only reason for HaKadosh Baruch Hu's design for intimacy. And if this connection fails, nevertheless, it's inherently a mitzvah in and of itself. The raya to this is, is that the Torah protects the woman's right for sexual satisfaction, even in situations where pregnancy is clearly not the objective and when it's not the outcome. A pregnant woman, a nursing woman, a woman physically incapable of conceiving, whether they're in the past childbearing years or otherwise physically unable to conceive, all are afforded the same exact protection by the Torah as a woman that can have children, benegeya the mitzvah aina. Equally, to satisfy his wife's desire for intimacy. It's exactly the same whether the woman is childbearing or not childbearing, whether the union is to produce a child or not. It makes no difference. This obligation is exactly the same, which is to satisfy his wife's desire for intimacy whenever she needs it, as long as she needs it, and as much as she needs it. We said last year, whatever was usser in the Nida period is not only mutted now, but encouraged now. The passing, eating together, holding hands, kissing, embracing, and so on. The Mogen Avram Shulchan Aruch, Reish Mem says, that a man must perform the mitzvah of Aina even when his wife is pregnant or nursing. In addition, the Igris Moshe, Evan Ezer, Chelek Aleph, Simon Kuf Beis, 102, says the following, The mitzvah Aina is not dependent upon the possibility of conceiving, because it is rather one of the obligations that a man has to do for his wife in order that she derive pleasure and does not endure sorrow or suffering. Fascinating. This is a Ramosha. It's not just, I mean, it's not just a matter of whether you can have children or not, or whether you conceive now or not. But it's in order that she derives pleasure, Ramosha says, and not endure sorrow or suffering coming from that lack of pleasure. And that is compared to any other chiv that the husband has to his wife to give her food, to give her clothing. So even a husband of a pregnant woman or an older woman or a barren woman is obligated the same in the midst of Aina. Magan Avram says it, Befeirish. Igris Moshe Ebenezer, Chelek Aleph, Kuf Beis also says it, Befeirish. And the stipler says, Hamavatl Aina Bismani Bura. If you nullify the midst of Aina when your wife is pregnant, you say, eh, what does she need it for? I have my child already. End of story. No. If she, the wife, is not forgiving with a full heart, she resents this distance, 
He's a complete sinner. There's no way around it. He's a complete sinner. So Mamela, this is to be taken very seriously. The Torah's view of sexuality is a very, very serious view. And it's meant to be really cherished because this is what Hashem wants. Hashem wants this sexuality to take place. Hashem wants the wife to experience physical pleasure. That's his ratzayim. And he wants the Baal, the husband, to do everything he can in order to fulfill this desire in the most healthy way. Bracha and